Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, Jesus says to the people, you've been taught the word of God incorrectly. It isn't just focusing on the external. Now, you've been taught by your religious leader murder is wrong. That's true. But I want to tell you the correct interpretation. I want to give you this new law. I want to show you what God always meant. And Jesus refocused the law to the heart of man. Not the physical heart, but the, the real you and the real me. And Jesus says, well, it's all about the attitudes in the intent of the heart. Many of us can remember times in our childhood where our parents asked us to do something that we didn't really want to do. From chores to trying something new, we've all been at a place where we responded with obligation rather than willingness. From an outside perspective, our obedience might seem good, but our heart would say otherwise. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark teaches us about inward versus outward obedience. Using anger as an example, Pastor Mark teaches us that although it might be easier not to act outwardly, the inward anger of the heart is the true issue at hand. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 21, with part one of his message entitled, Anger Management. Turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. If I say to you the word anger, what comes to your mind? If I say the word anger, does something else come to your mind? In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus continues his sermon on the mount. It's about how a Christian is to live. The people listening are his disciples, the average Jewish person, the religious leaders. Jesus begins teaching in verse 21, and he says this. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Now, obviously, the Pharisees knew that commandment. That was the sixth commandment. And they were proud that they'd never murdered anybody. You might be here this morning saying, what's the deal with this about? Why are we talking about murder? Well, remember that the Jewish religious leaders stressed the outward part of the law. If externally there was no murder, everything was fine. But in verse 22, Jesus really comes to the point. This is the new teaching. This is the real application. Notice what he says. But I tell you, 
But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. You see, Jesus says to the people, you've been taught the word of God incorrectly. It isn't just focusing on the external. Now, you've been taught by your religious leader murder is wrong. That's true. But I want to tell you the correct interpretation. I want to give you this new law. I want to show you what God always meant. And Jesus refocused the law to the heart of man. Not the physical heart, but the the real you and the real me. And Jesus says, well, it's all about the attitudes in the intent of the heart. It really isn't focused on external things. First key to write this morning is this. Attitude comes before action. Attitude comes before action. You see, in the Old Testament, Samuel, 1 Samuel 16, it reads like this. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Now, there's only one person that can look into our heart. It's not your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, your counselor. It's God. The next thing you want to write is simply this. Sin starts in the heart and then works itself outward. It always starts in the heart and then begins to work itself outward. So here's what the religious leaders taught. It is wrong to murder a man. Well, we know that. That's the sixth commandment. Here's what Jesus says. In addition to that, it is wrong to be angry because that can also lead to murder. So murder, realistically, is just this external manifestation that's something that's already been brewing on the inside. The next thing you want to write, this is what Jesus says. Anger is like murder in the heart. Now that that's revolutionary. That's totally different than the people have been taught their whole lives. It was always about the external things. Do this, do that, look good. And if you look good, you are good. Jesus says, no, not really. It's what happens on the inside. So anger, you may not have murdered anybody, but if you're angry, that is a possibility that's coming. Now, amazingly, as a point of interest, I'm sure these religious leaders were a little angry right at that spot. Jesus says, here's what you've been taught, but let me tell you what the correct teaching is. How dare you? Well, their anger would get worse. Their anger, the Jewish religious leaders would get so bad, it would lead to murder. The murder of who? Of Jesus. Amazing. His teaching would be put into practice by the very religious leaders he taught. Now, I want to talk in three areas. First one is the, is the danger of anger. How dangerous is it? Well, anger is only one letter away from danger. So that means in our lives, and we know this very well, rarely a day goes by in our lives where you and I 
don't feel some kind of anger. The common human emotion that anger is, is just part of being alive. And sometimes it's anger against a thing, and sometimes it's anger against a person. Today we're going to see that Jesus is going to talk about anger against other people. Now, what is the danger of anger? Anger, if not controlled, can be very explosive. Proverbs 29, 22 says, An angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. We all know this. We've all experienced the danger of anger because at any moment, amazingly, even in us, even in mild-mannered people, it explodes. Let me ask you a pointed question this morning. How many of you in your life remember a time when, for whatever reason, anger really exploded out of you and actually you were afterward you were embarrassed at the things you said and how you acted let me see your hand you see we look and go well couldn't be me yes it could be you'd say well that would never happen to me be careful by the way when you're driving out of the parking lot this morning (laughs) with your doors well sure it can Because we have those seeds of the old nature down inside of you. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm a very mild person and and I just, I don't like conflict and I just, I always back up from conflict. Actually, you're some of the most dangerous ones out there. Because when you've had it, wham, that's what happens. And that, we talk about that in our premarital course. Because that's the danger that takes place. So, this can this danger that seems fairly well controlled if it's not really controlled it suddenly explodes totally out of control well that leads to all kinds of words that come out of our mouth and in some cases violence incredible violence look at the abuse we have in the home and the kids every day when you pick up your newspaper we see or we hear, or we read about real danger from anger. Let me give you an example. Wickham Road. (laughs) Ever experienced anger on Wickham? You say, I live in Palm Bay. Let me rephrase that. Ever experienced on Palm Bay Road in Minton? How about I-95 where they drive very mildly? (laughs) Ellis Road. Shall I continue? You see, we know. We know the dangers. We know the dangers. Now, amazing to me this week, in the USA Today, in two separate days, there were two separate stories about murder. Both of them children actually under the age of 12 murdering another child under the age of 12 in America you you say that can't be yes true cases this week so if anger is left uncontrolled it just increases 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 and more problems come well some of you say well pastor Mark um, I'm a little confused 
Because in the Old Testament, we see God angry quite often. In fact, it talks about God's anger. And then, I remember reading in the New Testament, one day Jesus went into this temple area here, and they were getting ready to sacrifice their animals to God. And Jesus saw that they were taking advantage of the common person and ripping them off. And all of a sudden, he made a whip, and he just cleaned that whole area out and turned the tables upside down. And the Bible says he was very angry. Well, that's true. There are two types of anger. The anger I'm talking about this morning is unrighteous anger. But there is a righteous anger. Righteous anger is not dangerous or sinful. Righteous anger is not dangerous or sinful. In fact, Ephesians 4.26 says it this way. In your anger, do not sin. It doesn't say don't get angry. It says in your anger, do not sin. So the Bible doesn't call all anger sinful. Righteous anger is not. God often in the Bible is seen angry with his enemies or even with his own people because they've rebelled or disobeyed his commands, which are holy and just. So even as a Christian, I can be angry and not sin when when my anger is, is expressed at the damage Satan's doing in a person's life or someone is wronged or when God's honor is at stake. But anger is never right when expressed in retaliation for wrongs done to me personally. You never see Jesus angry about something that somebody did to him. So unrighteous anger is usually about me and pride and ego and hatred and revenge. Well, what about righteous anger? I get angry specifically at two things commonly that I believe is righteous anger. It's okay. Number one, in counseling people, as you counsel and all our pastors counsel, at the end of the counseling session or actually way before then, we're going through, I can already tell quite often in this couple or this individual that what they're hearing from me, from the word of God, because that's how we counsel, well, they don't want to hear. And I already know at the end of the session, they're going to say something like this. Thank you for that. Thank you for Pastor Marcus. It's been nice to be here. And I know when they leave the door, they're going to look for somebody else to tell them it's okay to do what they're doing. That's against what scripture says. Now, I don't get angry at them. I don't go, what's wrong with you guys? Wasting my time. What are you doing sitting in this room? No, that's the wrong kind of anger. But when they leave, I get angry at Satan. You know why? Because he's blinded them to the truth. When they walk out the door and close that door and they go against God's word, nothing good is going to happen in their life. And I try to say to them, please don't do it. I know you're looking for another answer. Yeah, but it's right in our case. It is not right in your case. First thing I get angry at. Second, is all the people that are confused and deceived by the cults that we have today. Jehovah Witness, Mormon, wonderful people, love the people, hate the false religion. People with so much zeal, caught up looking for somebody to love them. That's why this Wednesday night, you need to be here. How do I share my testimony, Christianity 101, witnessing 101. How do I do that in a way that isn't offensive? So there is a place for, for righteous anger. God chose it. We should have this as a Christian. When you, in your home, in your families, there, I, I, I won't even ask you to raise your hand because it's depressing to me. 
If I'd ask you this morning in your family, immediate family, husband's side, wife's side, whatever, how many families right now are struggling with divorce and separation? You'd be amazed at the hand. It's probably not a family here, extended family where that's not happening. I get angry at that because it's Satan. And by gay, don't miss next week. We'll talk specifically how to solve those issues. So Jesus is going to deal with unrighteous anger. Not righteous anger. Righteous anger is fine. Now, what is the cause of anger? What triggers, certainly our driving on the roads here, trigger quite often for all of us anger? But there's a lot of other trigger points. There's four of them I want, to write, I want you to write down this morning specifically. We'll talk about them individually. Anger really is only a symptom because it's a sin issue, but it's rooted in these four things. Number one, fear. Number two, fatigue. Number three, frustration. And number four, pride. For those of you that are single parents, mom or dad, I feel for you. I don't know how you do everything you do. With all the responsibilities you have and all the things that you do, I I don't know how you do all of those things. And because of that, fatigue and frustration are real tempters in your life. I'm sure there isn't a parent here single, been married together, whatever, that sometime in your raising your children didn't discipline them at the wrong time. In other words, you disciplined them when you were angry. Not hurt them, but you disciplined them. I'm sure there isn't one parent here. Why? Well, probably because it was in the middle of the night, you just had a horrible day at work, you came home, you were just tired of whatever, you're frustrated, the kid's supposed to do this, didn't do this, and boom, we, we disciplined out of anger. Wrong. Not to discipline, should discipline. But not with anger. Pride is the big one. Often I try to justify my anger because, well, it's righteous anger. It's not righteous anger. It's because somebody hurt my feelings. My ego sticks out too far. And that's where the danger comes from. You see, when a family member speaks in a wrong tone or voice, boy, that can trigger it. It's displayed when a coworker does not produce the results that you think as the boss are needed. Boom, there it comes. Anger is experienced when the bills pile up and there's there's no hope, and that's where that fear comes in. Man, well, how am I going to do this tomorrow? I don't know. I'm just fed up with this stuff. And it's there. Anger happens and explodes when anything out of our control goes wrong. And often anger is triggered when our opinion is ignored. Man, I went into the boss and I gave him all this thing and I thought it all the way through and I'm at the club at the neighborhood and in the homeowner's thing and I've got this neat idea and everybody gets up and laughs at it. Man, I'm so angry with him I could spit. Well, what kind of anger that? That's pride. They didn't take my solution. Now, let's talk about two kinds of anger. Anger can be centered, number one, on circumstances. Circumstances. In other words... What am I angry at? What am I angry at? That one is very common in all of our lives. Let me give you an illustration how that goes. Is there anybody here that has trouble like I do? That when I'm in Publix, 
I always seem to get in the line. You already know, don't you? It looks short. You get in this little line, you have a few items, there's two people in front of you, and now you notice, you know, has this big sign, no checks. And you watch this person fumbling through their purse and and they bring out the checkbook. Then they gotta bring, oh, I can't find my license. You know what I mean? And you're like, no checks, no checks. Now don't laugh at me. You've been there. By the way, anger is not only spiritually wrong, it destroys our health. You see, when you get angry and it starts to bulge in here, and it just mm, may not show a lot, but inside, what's happening? Well, the adrenal glands, they're expressing epinephrine, norepinephrine. It's closing down the arteries. Blood pressure goes up, affects our kidneys, affects our heart, affects our carotids, affects our brain, infects the inside of man. Well, I'm there in that line, and all of those things are happening, and then all of a sudden she gets her check out, and they can't find a price on this sucker. (laughs) Click, there goes the light, blink, blink, blink. You've been there, haven't you? And you're sitting back there going, praise the Lord, he does good things to me. You're such an awesome God. I don't think so. And then invariably, she leaves, he leaves, you move up, you got your stuff there, there's one in front of you. And you know, there was only two lanes open, and all of a sudden, all Chuck people to the front. Now there's eight things open and everybody's zipping right out to their car and here you are, blocked in by another guy behind you. You see, in life, lots of things, circumstances, are just out of our control. What are you can do with that? What are you can do with it? They're just out of our control. So how do I handle that? You get in your car, you're going down Wickham, and... You know what you say. When are they going to ever six-lane this road? Where is that circle road that's supposed to go around all this so we don't have this trouble? Where is it? Praise God from whom all... Yeah, no, we're, we're angry. By the way, the road that's been promised, you know, the, the circle road that's been promised from Palm Bay all the way out the year, that won't happen until about the end of the rapture, so just relax. <laughs> We're not going to be here anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay? Now, how do we handle circumstances we can't control? Here's something very spiritual. Now, listen to me. Chill out. You can't control them. What you can do about them? You can't do anything about them. Now, if I can do something about a circumstance, that's fine. If I can't, chill out. Life is filled with that. In today's study entitled Anger Management, Pastor Mark taught us about the difference between inward and outward obedience. Using the perfect example of anger, Pastor Mark reflected on how Christ teaches that although we might not murder, the anger of the heart is just as important. In our study, we learned that it's much easier to look the part, but what's more important is that we walk the part. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Each and every one of us will experience anger throughout our lives. The question we need to ask ourselves is where does our anger come from? And how do we deal with that anger? Be sure to join us next time as Pastor Mark will continue to teach us about the effects that anger can have on us both spiritually and physically. In our study, we'll learn just how important it is that we do everything we can to limit the anger in our lives. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Yeah.